Welcome, ladies and gents, and all you higher learning SOBs. I'm your host, Lord Seamus McKillian. Today's episode, we dive into something I know all too well. I mean, I wasn't alive in 1965, not even close, but I ended up living in the exact area where the second Palm Sunday tornado outbreak occurred. Also, commonly known as the worst Palm Sunday in history. So let's pack our bowls, roll our blunts and joints, let's spark up for another episode of Tuesdays with Mary. So, this was considered the most violent Palm Sunday to date, Um, though there have been others. Uh, 1920 was the first outbreak, along with another 1994, though I was actually alive for the 1994 Palm Sunday. Um, The 1920 Palm Sunday tornado outbreak was the deadliest of the Palm Sunday outbreaks, um, the 1965 one, which we will be focusing on in this podcast, um, is considered, it's the most famous and violent of the Palm Sunday outbreaks, and 1994's Palm Sunday tornado outbreak, uh, is actually just the most recent. So there you go, it's pretty crazy, I didn't, I actually didn't know that there was more than one, because in the city that I grew up in, I constantly would just knew of Palm Sunday being something that went on in our area for the most part. But uh, the one I found myself most connected to was the 1965 one, clearly. Um, Between April, it was in 1965, between April 11th through the 12th, um, the states of Indiana, Ohio, Illinois, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Iowa were affected by the specific Palm Sunday. Um, I grew up in the area of Indiana where the most damage was done. Um, the house I lived in was right in the center of where the tornadoes passed. Uh, I remember when we built the deck for our house, we had to dig, you know, to put the foundation in. And even in our cellar, like our crawl space, there was, you know, uh, debris still. You know, and this was in... 2005-2006 so you could imagine I mean that's many many years later and we were still finding stuff uh, you couldn't dig anywhere without finding something old or uh, destroyed uh, coke bottles, furniture uh, tools were also very common you find some broken like hammers like just the heads and whatnot. it was so strange specifically if you weren't looking <laughs> you know you're just digging for some other purpose and there's stuff I always did have the knack to be like, oh man, we should just dig to see if we can't find some like money or something valuable. I don't know if anybody's done that, but um, <clears throat> so we are going to focus on uh, the Indiana one uh, more in this podcast because that's where I'm from. 
but we're not going to overshadow the other areas. Um, but I will say my neighborhood uh, in the area was known for the, the, the area that I actually lived in that was actually hit. Uh, we had a memorial uh, right in my neighborhood, and I used to walk by it every day for the most part. And we used to hang out there. It was kind of our kick it spot. They had a little bench set up. It was a beautifully done. They, it was very well kept. But um, since the 1965 tornadoes, that area has cleaned up nicely. I would say so. Like, there's, you really couldn't even tell that anything has happened. It's actually flourished more or less. But um, they definitely haven't seen anything so severe in a while. But uh, with that in mind, let's do a little learning about this monstrosity with some higher learning. If I study high, take the test high, I get high scores. Welcome to higher learning. 5.5 billion dollars worth of damage throughout these states. With the max rating of an F4 out of an F5's, you know, total scale um the outbreak lasted 11 hours and is among the most intense outbreaks in terms of number strength width path and length of tornadoes ever recorded including four double twin funnel tornadoes four of them that is crazy absolutely bizarre like the famed picture that everyone knows from palm sunday at least in my area is astonishing to say the least you don't even really know what to say about it when you look at the photo because there's there's one that was taken where it looked like the tornadoes were chasing a car but um this outbreak with the four uh, double twin funnel tornadoes was the deadliest ever documented with 17 confirmed tornadoes um the now famed photograph of the double funnel tornado was in elkhart uh dunlap area the area in which I grew up and went to school and graduated school and all of that. It literally, you know, had I been alive back then, it would have went straight through my neighborhood for the most part. Um, the tornado count increased as the day progressed. Uh, several touched down in Indiana, many of them fatal. Uh, individual supercells spawned as many as five violent tornadoes as they tracked west to east. The first touched down at around 5.30 p.m. in Coons Lake, Indiana. This F3 tornado killed 10 people and injured 180. The tornado, uh, the tornado moved northeast past La Paz and Lakeville, where it damaged Lakeville Junior Senior High School, which was under construction. Uh, the tornado continued into Wyatt and destroyed 20 homes. Another form near the St. Joseph County Elkhart, Elkhart County border. It tracked east uh, northeasterly, striking Wakarusa, Indiana, where it killed a child. Ugh, that's crazy. When I, when I first read that, I was just like, I couldn't believe it. That's uh, how I, I didn't understand how the, I don't know. It was definitely 1965, so it was way different. Um, the tornado moved uh, toward Dunlap and the Midway Trailer Park. Elkhart Truth reporter Paul Huffman captured a series of photographs as the twin funneled. Yeah, as the twin-funneled F4 tornado obliterated the trailer park just south of Dunlap. 
Like, I have not lived there in several years, but I'm almost positive that trailer park does not exist at all anymore. There might be remnants of it, but I really doubt that it's called Midway anymore. That'd kind of be haunting, especially for the people from, you know, around the area. Uh, this initial uh, tornado killed 14 people. Uh, one half hour later, so 30 minutes later, a second F4 tornado directly struck Dunlap to the north and devastated the Sunnyside Housing Edition. <coughs> Excuse me, and occupied and unoccupied Sunnyside Mennonite Church, and that is where I grew up. Um, Sunnyside is literally the road. Like was that was our stomping ground as kids. I remember Sunnyside 100% to this day. Like my house was right there on the other side of Sunnyside. We were just on the other road. Uh, it was, like I said, I would see this. I would see this thing every day. That was my main reason for doing this specific subject in this podcast. You know, it, yeah, it's to teach you guys some things as well as uh, learn some more about it myself. Because you know, I did try. <laughs> I tried to figure out as much as I could. You know, from anybody who could have possibly had information, but it seemed like everybody I knew was too young to be there, you know. But, uh, the death toll from the Sunnyside Housing Edition was 28 people, with another 6 killed at a truck stop at the intersection of Highways 15 and 20. The Palm Sunday Tornado Memorial Park now exists near this location, like I was saying, um, at the corner of County Road 45 and Cool Street in uh, Dunlap. And I, I lived on Nora, which was just on the other side of Pool Street. They ran, you know, uh, perpendicular, I would think. Side by side, connected. You know, at the end of Cool Street was the memorial. Same thing with at the end of Nora Street, because it was a dead end for the most part. And that's where they put it. Like I said, it was up, you know, it was very well kept. And we knew the people that, you know, were in control of keeping it. Uh, from being destroyed, you know, even the, even though we were some of the kids that kind of took part in that, but we knew what it was for, you know, so it was kind of like, you know, we didn't want to fucking destroy it, there's no reason for that, we're not those type of people, and, you know, we were lucky enough to live in the area and not have to deal with what they dealt with <laughs> before us. Um, most of the 36 people killed in the tornado had no warning because the high winds from the first tornado had knocked out telephone and power grids. So they couldn't even fucking tell anybody that there's a tornado coming. Could you imagine? Oh, I would be so terrified. I actually remember my first, uh, you know, real fear with storms. Uh, I, I don't remember how old I was, but I remember waking up, you know, in the middle of the night between like 10.30 and 11 o'clock, and the news just happened to be on, of course. And there was a warning at the bottom of the screen, which they obviously didn't have back then. And I'm looking at this warning, and everybody else in my house is asleep. I'm just like, I don't, I didn't know what to do. I pretty much just closed my eyes and just like prepared to wake up like dead from a tornado. So, you know, and the whole family, I guess. It's fucking crazy. But I, I had a real fear of rain, Pretty much. As soon as it started raining, I needed to go to a basement. Because I was so fearful. Especially where we lived. You know, a lot of history in that. I was just like waiting for it to happen again. But, um, 
For the first time in the U.S. Weather Bureau's history, all nine counties in the northern Indiana offices jurisdiction were under a tornado warning. So all nine counties. Um, it's actually called a blanket tornado warning. Uh, both tornadoes were officially rated as F4, according to the National Weather Service records. However, both the Midway and Dunlap tornadoes were previously rated F5. Could you imagine? Oh, that's... <laughs> I don't even... Wow. F5. I don't even know what to think. Like, those things are huge. Absolutely massive. You look up the stats of what... Uh, wind speeds and... Uh, size and diameter of these F5 tornadoes and it's baffling, absolutely baffling like it's surprising as shit that honestly that there wasn't more done, you know, more damage I guess you'd say because F5s is <laughs> that's the highest, you know and this is running between only a, a, a day's period for the most part crazy. I've always wondered what it'd be like to be trapped in a tornado, though. Like, oh, probably your, you know, your bones probably shatter. Who knows? But, um, let's get away from the, the grim for a second and take a, take a commercial break. Word from our sponsors. Are you tired of the typical camera phone pictures? Do you want something fresh, new, and professional? Visit simplyamazingphotos.weebly.com for a special $50 full shoot. That's simplyamazingphotos.weebly.com Okay, I will reiterate as well. That's uh, simplyamazing.weebly.com Special going on right now, guys. $50 fall shoot. You don't need to have... You don't need to say Tuesdays with Mary. There's no special thing that you have to do because we advertise for them on our podcast. Nothing. Just contact them and there you go. 50 bucks. Get some, uh, you know, sweet photos. Good photos. Not, uh... Not the photos that I take, if that makes sense. <laughs> <coughs> <clears throat> so uh, <clears throat> let's take a break. I will say, um, aside from the commercial, um, today's strain is still uh, East Coast Sour Diesel, and we're going to take a hit of the Sour Diesel before we continue on. It's my favorite part about higher learning, because I feel like I actually absorb the information while I'm high. Actually, it sticks in my head, stays forever. Okay, 90 miles to the south, at just past 7.30, another massive tornado slammed into the town of uh, Russiaville, Indiana. I have never even heard of that. Um, <laughs> never. And I'm from a small town. Um, most of the town was destroyed, leaving several dead. There's no actual number on that one, but uh, the storm turned into nearby Alto. I have also not heard of that. What the fuck? I'm from Indiana, I've not heard of and I'm... I don't know, I feel like my town was really small. <laughs> Anyways, obliterate, uh, <clears throat> maybe this is why. Because Alto was obliterated completely. So maybe it's not even, they just had to rename the town. <laughs> They're like, okay, well, that town's gone, let's rebuild, but we can't call it the same thing. 
somebody else probably took over and whatnot. Who knows? I'd have to research that. But um, before striking the southern edge of the larger city of Kokomo. So, you know, I've been around Kokomo. I know Kokomo, but what's, you know, what's Alto and Russiaville? It almost looks like a Russianville. Just missing an N. <laughs> Is there a bunch of Russians living in Indiana? That'd be kind of sweet. I don't know, I just have an obsession with Russians. I don't know why I like a Russian. Uh, they seem like interesting folks. They live a little different. Anyways, um, as the tornado continued east, it killed ten more people in Greentown, Indiana, most of whom had been riding in automobiles that were hurtled... Hurled? Hurtled? <laughs> that were hurled across the landscape. So cars were being literally thrown. Tossed. That's where I mentioned before about that photo where that car looked like it was being chased. Um, multiple homes were completely destroyed as well, of course. I mean, why would they not be if they're throwing cars around? Um, more destruction ensued in Marion, Indiana, before the tornado actually lifted. And I had family in Marion, Indiana for a while. Absolutely bizarre. Um, in Burn, Indiana... That's a B-E-R-N-E, another one I've never heard of. Another uh, another tornado cut a path through the northern part of the small city, damaging homes and businesses, including a bowling alley, a grocery store, a lumber yard, and a lumber yard before the storm crossed into Ohio and destroyed additional homes before dissipating. So that's, oh, wow. I'm just, I, I don't know. I did all this research and I read all this stuff, but reading it again, reading it out loud, it's it's even more bizarre. Like, to take part in all of that. That's just so crazy. Because none of them knew. There was no way of knowing. There wasn't a tornado warning back then. I think they probably had the siren thing going, but there was no power. <laughs> all of the power was gone. So you were just literally being... Surprised by this random weather. But uh, a total of 261 deaths were recorded via tornado. Um, in Indiana alone, by county, um, Adams County had one death. Uh, Boone had 20. Grant had 8. Hamilton, 6. Howard, 17. LaGrange, 10, Marshall, 3, Montgomery, 2, St. Joseph, 3, Stark, 4, Wells, 2, Allegan, 1, and Branch, 18, and Elkhart reigning in with a 62. Indiana definitely had more, uh, I would say over half of the deaths, 138 of the 261 were in Indiana alone. And 62 of those were just in Elkhart, you know, Dunlap area where I grew up. Absolutely crazy. I saw some pretty crazy storms, you know, in my lifetime, but something like this is just, it seems like it is, it's unavo unavoidable. Even if there is a warning, people are still going to be surprised by it and be out just living their lives and then bang, severe weather, gotta run, gotta hide. Gotta find somewhere to go. Like, my biggest thing with it has always been, like, oh, people want you to... They say, oh, if you see a tornado and you're in your car to pull up under those, like, the overpass and tuck yourself under there. It's like, I don't even want to be outside. 
when it's raining, let alone get out of my car when there's a tornado. That just seems, I don't know, <laughs> it seems ass backwards. But uh, that's a higher learning, guys. study high, take the test high, I get high scores. Goodbye. Welcome to higher learning. I will get that fixed eventually. Eventually it will say, thanks for learning while you're high. The end. Or exit. I don't know. I'll figure out a exiting version instead of welcome but yeah i hope you guys learned something i hope you guys uh keep in mind that you know i'm doing this one on indiana because it's where i'm from and it was something that was kind of huge in my childhood you know i wasn't actually around when it happened but i was you know in the vicinity of where it happened many many years later so i thought it was a good idea to do this one and i hope you guys learned something that about palm sunday in itself you know or the Palm Sunday outbreaks. That it's this is not the first time. Um, uh, 261 deaths. You know, 100, 138 or 168 coming from Indiana. Uh, clearly, a reason it's the most violent Palm Sunday tornado outbreak. Now, I speak mostly on Indiana uh, because it's where I'm from, and I wasn't physically affected, but mentally, I literally walked by the memorial daily i i remember there was a sign that and all these rocks nice rocks of course that had uh like last names of family members and stuff it was great it's tumbling to think you know something like that would happen i feel bad for the people but I believe in uh, Palm Sunday, every year they actually have a news crew in that area. And it's just so crazy, like, looking at the photo and thinking about all of the people that were lost. Because not only did they have, um, I forget what, I don't even know how you, what you call it, but it was kind of like a sign. Almost made like a stop sign, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was, uh, it had the, the main photograph of the, the double tornadoes coming down County Road 33. And, uh, there was another one of those, and it just had a list of names. Just so many names. And when I, when I did the research and I found out that, like, 60, 60 plus people died from the Palm Sunday tornadoes in Elkhart alone, I, I felt like I wanted to know. I needed to go talk to somebody who happened to be around or... You know, because it just sounds so crazy. It's definitely crazy. That's all I keep saying. But, uh... I mean... You know, you can't forget about the... Trailer park. Midway trailer park. All those people. Just gone. That town of Alto. Gone. You know, cars, trees, and telephone lines ripped from the ground. I can't even imagine the panic you would feel. Because at least now... You know, we kind of have the luxury of, oh, tornado warning or, you know, just better abilities to read those things, you know, coming in. You know, you know, my heart goes out to the victims of all the states that were involved in this because this is crazy. This is not a person, 
you know, doing this to other people. It's literally just the weather taking people's lives. Uh, in the Midwest, uh, 271 people were killed and 1,500 injured. 1,200 were injured in Indiana alone. It was the deadliest tornado outbreak in Indiana history with 138 people killed. So I, I, my, num my numbers were a bit mixed up back there. So 138 people killed. It's crazy. Ah, I just... You kind of want to sigh for a second. Just take a moment of silence. Now, I definitely love where I'm from. But I definitely wouldn't want to... I wouldn't choose to live in a place where, you know, there's severe weather of any kind. I'm not looking for sunshine all the time or anything, but... Severe weather? Nah. Fuck that. I'm not into it. I'll hide. But uh, let's take a uh, let's take a hit of some hot uh, odd stats and get away from uh, horrific tragedy for a second. What do you think, guys? I just feel like it's you know it's always good to jump in and out. Okay, welcome to Odd Stats, guys. And it's pretty fun because we're like 11 minutes away from 4.20 uh, here in whatever time zone I'm in. I don't even know. But uh, let's get through these odd stats, guys. And, you know, sympathy for sure for the, for the victims, of course, you know. <coughs> um, excuse me, sorry about that. Um, with the telephone lines down... Emergency services in Elkhart County, Indiana, could not warn Michigan residents that the tornado was headed their way. Like I mentioned before, that is crazy. That is odd as hell. Like, to not be able to send some sort of signal that, oh, shit's going down, get the fuck out, <laughs> hide. I don't know if hiding would help, but, uh, Palm Sunday is actually a Christian holiday. So, Palm Sunday is not in reference to just tornadoes alone. It's actually a holiday. <laughs> but where I'm from, all I know is tornadoes. I didn't even research more about, you know, what, what the Christians would do on Palm Sunday. But it is their holiday, and it has turned into, like, a devastating thing. <laughs> um, <clears throat> because of the Palm Sunday uh, tornadoes, uh, the outbreak, the U.S. Uh, the U.S. Weather Bureau investigated the large number of deaths. Although radar stations were few and far between in 1965, the severe nature of this storm was identified with adequate, adequate time to disseminate warnings. But the warning system failed as the public never received them. Additionally, the public did not, did not know the difference between a forecast and an alert. Thus, the tornado watch and the tornado warning programs were implemented. So basically, that's saying nobody had any way to know that there was tornadoes coming at all. Nobody. Now we do. They they couldn't tell what was a forecast, what was an alert. Now they know. 
<laughs> now we know. And, you know, definitely feel better because of it. I hate hearing that sound, though, that damn tornado. Man. Yeah, it's just the worst sound to hear. Especially when it's already raining. You're like, great, everyone's going to die. Hopefully not. Clearly that hasn't been the case yet, like I said. You know, I did move further away from there, so... Hopefully I'll better my chances of avoiding it. But, you know, severe weather can get you pretty much anywhere. But the Midwest is not a joke about that shit. <clears throat> Next out stat. Um, Dr. Ted Fujita discovered suction vor uh, vortices during the Palm Sunday tornado outbreak. It had previously been thought the reason why tornadoes could hit one house and leave another across the street completely unscathed was because the tornado would jump from one house to another. However, Dr. Fujita discovered that the actual, region, actual reason is most destruction is caused by suction vortices, which are small, intense mini-tornadoes within the main tornado. That's odd. Part of the odd stats section, guys. you got to admit that. That is a weird thing. Because all I can think of is the four double funnels, you know, F4 or F5, that came through the area. Like, how many of these other little tornadoes did they have inside? That's just, I, don't, who, who, I have no idea. I don't even know what to say about it. I probably should have researched that just to find out how many would possibly, how many uh, suction vortices are inside of F4 or F5. But... Goes to show you how quickly some of these podcasts are done. I'm so sorry. You know, we can only do so much. I'm sorry, guys. We're getting there. Believe me, we are getting there. And I'm happy to say that uh, that was our odd stats. show guys oh, Jesus <coughs> it's not part of the show to go into uh, new segments coughing but over the last several episodes it's kind of been our thing this East Coast Sour Diesel is not a joke but um moving on I remember asking uh, my grandparents and neighbors about that day but uh, even they were too young to remember the situation like my mom wasn't even born yet so she didn't really have any information. <laughs> I mean, she was she was three. She was one years old. Three years later. So, what kind of information could she have? I hope that math is right. Sorry, mom. Love you. <laughs> um, it is a tragic story uh, with a terrible ending. Like, there's no. I mean, there's some good and bad to take from it. Like the fact that we can get. To safety a little quicker now. We know, we can identify severe weather like this. Save some lives. 
Um, like I said, a lot of good things have been created to help everyone be alert. You know? To give somebody a chance to get to shelter, I guess. And don't hide underneath a fucking overpass. That just seems ridiculous. But... Uh, there is another thing. Uh, there is a another plus to smartphones. Um, I realize even if you don't have service, I found out in my research. Obviously, um, even if you don't have service, you'll get like weather warnings or amber alerts. I know everybody's had that shit where you get an amber alert for something or a weather warning for something, and you might not even be anywhere near the area. Just the cell phone towers bing you. Shout out to Bing. Just kidding, Chandler Bing. That's right. Let's binge watch Friends. Um, I did have an interesting time reading up on uh, something I kind of let slip my mind. No reason to rhyme there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I hadn't been really thinking about it. It didn't really cross my mind for a while. And something just popped in. I was like, Man, I'm very curious about this. Uh, I wonder, Really what it was is I could not remember if they were F4s or F5s. I do remember that they split and became two tornadoes. So that's why I was like, I gotta do some digging, get this podcast out there for you guys, and then, you know, give you a chance. Maybe you do some digging yourself and read up on it as well, because it, it, it was definitely a tragedy, and it sucks. But, you know, what can you do to stop it besides put out these warnings now? We got... Um, I can honestly still see that memorial today, though. I just closed my eyes. It's right there. I remember it was uh, at the bottom of this sweetest hill that we had in our neighborhood. You know, we used to skateboard down the hill all the time. Or we'd dive off our bikes and stuff. We used to get crazy, you know, as kids. But, uh, like, you know, what can, I, what can I say to what you do? You gotta have a little fun. I did mention a few minutes ago that we were approaching, you know... <laughs> Uh, our lady's hour, if you will, Miss Mary. So, because it is 4.18, we're about two minutes away from the 4.20 hour. A.M. over here, for anybody who's listening, wherever. It is, well, it's today. Wednesday? Yeah, it's Wednesday morning, 4.18. About to get, get take a hit right here at 4.20, you guys. Join me if you can, and then then we'll proceed. We'll proceed with some new stuff. I got a lot of cool, cool, interesting things for you guys. You know, I'm ready. If you're ready, let Lord know when you are ready. Because the Lord must know to proceed. Yeah, one of the last podcasts I tried to actually do a Scottish accent. Which I don't understand why, because I'm clearly Irish. I gotta nail that stuff. I gotta nail the Irish accent down, but I can't figure it out. <laughs> it's such a weird... I don't know. I don't even... I don't know what to say. Like, what would an Irish person say? I didn't go bra. Is that Irish? <laughs> See? You don't want to put this free time in there where I can just jibber-jabber along. That's when you find yourself, uh... Listening to nonsense. 420, guys, let's do it. Merry Christmas. It's funny that I said Merry Christmas.
kind of ironically, but I said it. And Christmas is on its way. So Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah to everybody out there. Uh, whatever other holidays I missed, you know, celebrate, guys, especially uh, the 420 hour. We love that. <coughs> well, lords and ladies, this is a new segment without any segue once again, except for I'm doing some crazy accent. We're calling it Who Invented That? Maybe that would be the segment. Now, what happens is I pick a random thing. I literally look around the room, find something out of the ordinary, try to find out who invented it. Now, fucking switched Australian. What an idiot. <laughs> that was a big hit. Or an excuse. Sorry. Okay. Um, so this uh, this new segment is going to be called Who Invented That? Uh, it's called Who Invented That? What I do is I look around the room or I have something already in mind and I do the research right here, live, in front of you guys. Sort of. You know, you listen to me do it, basically. And I find out who invented uh, an item. An odd item. You know, people know a lot of People take a lot of things for granted. You know, a hairbrush. You know, ashtrays. Uh, the first bong. That's a good one. I should have did that. Fuck. Idiot. Okay. Anyways, um, I picked DVDs. Who the fuck invented a DVD? Who came up with a DVD and destroyed my VHS collection? You know, who, who took the 9 million you know, Disney movies that we all had and made them pretty much obsolete or collector's items, however you look at it. Beanie Babies. Um, in my research, for who invented the DVD, I found out that a digital video disc was created by fucking Sony, Panasonic, Toshiba, and Philips in 1995. I honestly couldn't have guessed that, but I'm definitely glad they did because, you know, I was upset about the VHS thing, but I love me some DVDs. I collect those bitches like baseball cards. I don't take care of them like cards, though. I watch them and and leave them lying on top of my DVD player. Who fucking has a DVD player on top of my Xbox? You know, let's be real. I'm not trying to make enemies with you PS4 lovers, okay? Now, seriously, our last and final segment, once again, is the Kevin segment, guys. Okay, I've done this segment a couple different times on a couple different episodes, and it's pretty simple, pretty uh, self-explanatory, I guess. I don't know if it's be. I have to explain it to you. I would be self-explanatory. I don't know. I'm not. Um, it's the Kevin segment. My band's name is Kevin, and you know we have over 300 songs and instrumentals and I feel like sharing a few minutes worth of our songs on each episode just to give you guys a little taste of you know what we can do our range and you know that we're not just you know I don't claim that we're you know comedians or anything like that we do have a crazy sense of humor out, out here in the Midwest and uh, myself and my buddies uh, you know me being Lord Seamus McKillian you know uh, that that character in itself you know just me being random but we are musicians first. 
And this song is called Something Like a Marathon. And I hope you guys enjoy it. It's a short song. And it's a... I sang it. (laughs) If that makes sense. Enjoy. As long as there's no ads. There might be an ad. Hopefully there's not. That was uh, that was the whole song. I gave you the whole jam because she was a short one. Only two minutes, so I figured I'd give you the whole thing. And you can find our music on uh, YouTube. You know, that song, like I said, something like a marathon. Check it out. Uh, lads and ladies, uh, this has been another fun and interesting podcast. And I, I love doing this. I actually have a great time. And I want to keep bringing entertainment and some sort of uh, education into your life. So, you know, keep paying attention. Um, my heart definitely still goes out to the families of these unfortunate victims. Um, I hope you learned a little something about shit weather. It's not a joke, guys. Heed the warnings, you know. Pay attention when that shit comes on TV. Tell your mom when you wake up at 10.30 in the morning. Or, you know, 10.30 at night. And everyone else is asleep. Tell her that you fucking saw us. You know. There's a thing on the TV. Hello. We might have to leave. But um. It's as, uh, aside from that. <laughs> fucking tongue tied motherfucker. Uh, aside from that. I have a couple quick updates. Uh, Tuesdays with Mary guys. Is now on Facebook. Okay. 
I finally did it. As much as I didn't want to do it, I did it. We're on Facebook. Um, go to our page. Give us a like. Give us a review, please. You don't know what those reviews mean. It's so helpful. And it'll do so much for the little guys, you know. More the little guys, you know. Don't forget we had a crazy tornado here one time in 1965. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, find us on Facebook, guys. Um, TWM Podcast. It's at TWM Podcast. No underscore, just TWM Podcast, and you can find us. Um, we're still on Instagram and Twitter at uh, capital TWM underscore podcast. That's capital TWM underscore podcast, in case you missed it. Pretty easy. Just Tuesdays with Mary, chop it down, TWM underscore podcast. <laughs> Let's not be ridiculous. It's, uh, you know, I'm educating, guys. Um, and gals, of course. Uh, we have several new episodes, including this one, on CastBox or Podbean for Android. Okay, so if you don't have a iPhone like me, um, get CastBox, get Podbean, preferably CastBox. That is where all of our episodes will be uh, from beginning to end, our first episode to our most recent. Uh, the other ones kind of have limitations for us right now. Eventually we'll get to the point where, you know, they'll be everywhere constantly. So the good episodes, of course, are going to be also on Podbean for Android, and also iTunes. You can find us on iTunes. Just search uh, Tuesdays with Mary, and you will find us, guys. We are on iTunes, CastBox, Podbean, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're everywhere. So come find us. Come hang out. Come talk to us. Email us personally at TuesdaysWithMary at gmail.com. We are always available, always ready to talk, always ready for your fucking critiques. You know we love you. Higher learning motherfuckers. This is Lord Seamus McKillian. Signing off.